super excited about all these like long-term plans. Uh, keep them in your mind. I've, I've written notes down about them and a lot of them I want to address in the narrative instead of just kind of glossing over them because I was I want us to actually build those relationships and get more in depth as to who Seven and Mad Spitter and who Puppeteer is now and uh, 138. But first, I want to definitely address some current happenings um, as there's still going to be fallout and whatnot from this whole 138 incident. Some things you're pretty sure you can find a scientist in the records that you have. Uh, they are back at your headquarters, uh, locked up. The building... Oh, uh, this is a, a big thing. If there's something in the narrative that for the city you want to happen or thinks that needs to be there or... Um, something that Puppeteer could use as long as it's nothing like hugely dramatic or, or game changing or anything like that like feel free to be like well Puppeteer you know he, he has already set up that the Monster Squad HQ back when it was originally organized the powers on and you know it's how the area around it is, is preferential to how you want it it was a sparsely used warehouse district where only a couple of them were still in use but you faked city records or got someone to fake city records for you so it looks like the other ones immediately around the vicinity of of the HQ are occupied, so you guys have a, a buffer. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I was just going to go with that anyway, but if you want something like that to happen in the narrative, just go ahead and uh, narrate that, and that'll be cool. Picking up from where we last left off. Seven takes in the, the info that you give them, and they kind of nod their head and when you say, you know, coming from a different world or reality, they just cock their head to the side a little bit. And they take time and they uh, sit down through 138's story. And when they're about in the middle of it, you're, you, you're typing into 138 talking about the MHTF. And they type back to you, they say, regrettable death unfortunate occurrence natural but while you're writing all this and everything uh Matt Spitter comes in and he's got this this broken nose and he's got two black eyes but he seems really excited about something he comes over to you guys he's like guys guys you, you'll never guess so I, I was eating breakfast this morning at my, my uh, uh, at, at my place and I had a spoon and he holds he holds one up and it, it ends in just a, a handle it's like I was eating some cereal and I chomped down and I bit the spoon in half and I fucking turned metal like 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 metal metal hold, hold on he, he shows you he holds up another spoon he sticks it in his mouth takes a big chomp and he turns, he, he uh, looks um, stainless steel, everything. He's just kind of nodding at you guys. He's like, yeah, yeah, check this shit out. This is badass. 
hell yeah. Hey, so quick, quick. Someone, someone punch me, punch me. Most likely puppeteer. You're going to roll your eyes or something. 138. Slightly perplexed with what's going on, mostly because he doesn't understand the, the language. Seven looks up and raises some eyebrows. Says, they say, uh, you definitely may want to rethink that name now. Haunting Gladys. Mm. They shake their head and they kind of look back down and continue reading. Says, we can test that later. Seven finishes and they stand up from the computer. They walk over to you. Puppeteer, I, I looked into what you told, you asked me to, about Son of Jaguar. And conveniently, almost too conveniently, I met an individual. They're, they're quite unsettling. They gave me this. Seven fishes into their, their pocket, they're wearing some jeans, and holds out this odd-looking coin to you. It looks old. They say, He said his name was Ryan Scott, and that he owed you a favor, and it was time to pay up. And I don't know if you remember, but Puppeteer would remember, Ryan Scott was the guy that came to you in Chicago, and he was a newish magician. He came from a magic family and his older brother had inherited this large title and everything and he had been kind of cast aside but his brother had gotten killed and he inherited all of his family's magic without any training or anything and you got, you and Connecticut had helped him uh, hunt down a magic artifact and he said that at some future date he would repay the debt that he owed you. But he would... you would know it. Um, yeah, he, he would just uh, come to you when, when it was time where you could find him if it was needed. Seven continues. Like I was, I was at a local meta bar asking about Son of Jaguar and he just strolled up to me and started talking to me like we were old friends. That you would you would know that he was on the level. So he said to take this coin and to speak his name when you wanted to call him. Seven hands it over to you. I'm going to leave that decision up to you, of course. I, I don't know why I said that. They walk over to 138 and start typing into the computer and 138 type something back. So it looks like they starting a dialogue and you're formulating all this stuff in your mind about talking to Spitter and to Seven about their commitment and forming this group and everything. And Spitter's sitting on the couch and all of a sudden he just, it's like, oh, oh shit. Uh, 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 guys, uh, uh, come over here, quick, 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 quick. And you go, he, everybody comes over there, and he's got his uh, smartphone out, and it's like I was, I was watching some of the, the local meta news network and uh, seeing if anything was going on, uh, update, and there, oh, fuck, he 
here. Uh, hold on, let me rewind it so he sends it back a little bit. There's a lady on the, there's a lady on the broadcast. And that rescue group is now forming the newest association in Stringersburg. And more news on the occurrence that happened in the middle of the city last night. Reliable sources have come forward to say that Hero Puppeteer, who made his original appearance four years ago in fighting off Roche and her minions, but disappeared shortly thereafter, has made his return. Unfortunately, it doesn't seem like he's on the side of the angels this time. These sources indicate that he is harboring the creature that caused the massive destruction and loss of life in the center of town. If anyone has seen this character, the puppeteer, and knows of his whereabouts, do not approach. He is considered extremely dangerous with high levels telekinesis and mind control. If seen, please contact the MetaHuman Task Force through your local 911 or through their hotline. Thank you. At this, Seven and Mad Spitter just both turn their heads and look at you expectantly. Uh, appreciate the vote of confidence saying, like, go ahead and make little minor scene change edit type stuff um, on my own. That's cool. I will not abuse this power, unlike my character, <laughs> who's going to start abusing his in earnest now. Um, <clears throat> As far as the scientist that he's looking for, um, a thought occurred to me, which I'm surprised didn't occur to me before, which is, does Puppeteer know what happened, because I don't, I don't remember, to Powder Girl? She was a super scientist, right? And he's she's at least familiar to him, even though she made him uncomfortable. So I wonder if she's still around in this world somewhere, if he might know how to get in touch with her. If so, she would probably be his first choice for super scientist. But um, still your point that um, he would have something in his records is well taken. And I'm incorporating that into the response, which follows. So... Being spoken about in this way on a on a, a broadcast is Fergus's like it's not his worst nightmare, but it's his most immediate and and mundane nightmare. It's um, it's terrifying to him to be sort of spoken of and bandied about, and it also fucks up his plans. So he cycles through anxiety, shame. And a lot of rage um, standing there watching that. He just, without saying anything, he just like touches the, the replay button on the clip on, on Spitter's phone and watches it again. And um, when he's done watching it for the second or third time, he just sort of slowly steps back from the group says if you'll all excuse me I need to be alone for a little while and he walks out he takes you know he's probably got a bag 
with a costume change in it and his his mask and everything. So he just sort of picks that up with his hands and just like slumps out of the building um, and goes down into the tunnels and goes to his sanctum. And by the time he gets there, he's shaking. Um, the shame and the and the fear are mostly gone, and it's it's pretty much all anger now. He's convinced that Communique uh, ratted him out. So when he gets to the, his sanctum, he goes over to his workshop table where he has a number of uh, puppets already made. Um, but he doesn't have the sept yet, so he starts making them, and particularly her, in a high level of detail. Um, and he's also got like a like a mat on which he's drawn or or painted or scraped a sort of rough map of the city, and he he's definitely going to outline the sept's headquarters as well. So he's, you know, he definitely spends several hours like fuming and plotting revenge. Well, maybe not several hours. I don't know if the time scale of uh, what we've got going on would allow that, but he's definitely down there for like a hour for sure. After that, though, he realizes he can't sit around and, and feel bad for himself about this. And he springs into action. The first move is to put on a disguise, go above ground, and visit his media contacts and find out anything he can about who told who what about the puppeteer. See if the story is going off of whatever meta news network that Spitter found it on and finding its way onto quote-unquote mundane channels. And if it is, he's going to lean on his contact to kill the story. He doesn't want anybody else saying any more shit about him, for sure. Um, then he's going to make a little visit to the utilities department <laughs> and get the power turned off at the SEPT's headquarters. <laughs> He'll get someone to make a, a, a kind of bureaucratic mistake that will take a while to clear up, but also cover his tracks so it doesn't look like this happened right now. He'll, 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 he, he wants it to look like this is a problem that has been going on or a problem that's been brewing and sort of just so happened to to bubble up at this time. I mean, I guess anybody who looks into this later will figure out the timing of it. But anyway, somewhere along the way, he's going to uh, appropriate a, a, a mobile phone from somebody. He'll just borrow this one. He'll just ask someone very politely if he can use their device for a minute and they don't refuse and he just he he i don't think he has electronic contact 
with spitter, but he does with seven. So um, he'll just write like coming back to head to, uh, or like coming back soon. Make sure everything is well. No, not that. He'll just he'll just say coming back soon. Apologies for the delay. Setting things in motion. Keep everyone or like tell everyone to keep their heads down or something like that. Um, and from there, he's also at this point brought whatever printouts or whatever hard drive he has that would have these records of, of who the super scientists are. And um, he's going to just find a, a corner in a coffee shop or a bar, someplace where he can sit and like lay things out in front of him and not be bothered by anybody and quickly look through and see if he can identify any super scientists in the area. And he's going to reach out to them. The idea is to get a super scientist to come and like talk to slash deal with 138 to see if they can send 138 home or something like that. I mean, I don't know if 138 wants to go back to where it came from, but in the meantime, you know, if he's going to, I mean, a puppeteer is at this point imagining he's going to have to make some sort of public case. Like he's going to have to present an argument to the city and to the MHTF that uh, 138 is a person and not a creature and that if they start shooting at it, everything's just going to go terribly wrong. But why would they believe him? They need to hear it from a super scientist who can address this sort of thing properly. So uh, a few if thens. Like I said, if he finds out through his media contacts that there are any other stories about him brewing in the media, he's going to do whatever he needs to do to get those stories killed. He doesn't want any more publicity. If when he's in this um, bar or, or, or whatever, looking over his research, if anyone comes near him, even a server... He just quickly takes control of them and turns them around. Like, people, nobody's going to come near him while he's doing this. Um, that's mostly to make sure that nobody sees his his data, his files, or, or whatever. And then, if he locates a... Um, oh, if he has any knowledge of the whereabouts of Powder Girl and things weren't like left in disrepair between them he'll try to get he'll try to make contact with her first to say like i need your scientific expertise here in stringersburg there's a there's a situation people are going to get hurt really need help here um if he either doesn't know how to get in contact with her or I've forgotten something important that takes her out of the equation, or it's just super awkward between the two of them since that whole, you know, future son thing happened. Then uh, he won't reach out to her, but 
if he locates uh, another suitable super scientist geez say that three times fast uh in his files in the area then he'll reach out to them anonymously and say something similar like there's you know there was a recent incident in Stringersburg. A lot of lives were lost. Somebody needs to be able to understand this situation scientifically so more people don't get hurt. He'll start with that and see if uh, see if that bites. He could probably he'll, he'll probably fall back on offering a reward if he makes contact with somebody and they're like, yeah, but I don't care about that though. Then he'll be like, well, I have money. Or, you know, what is it that you want? 